So um, I didn't know about Will. I think it's Will Jordan. Okay. Will Jordan. Yeah, Will, Will Jordan. Okay, yep. yeah. So, yeah, I didn't really, like, like, I didn't, like, he wasn't one of the ones that I, like, follow. Um, but he was, like, on the on the, on the the ball about that. Um, Richie Mwanga, like, he being, like, the amount of, like, kick goals he had to do, like, one after the other and still be able to, like, because that's a lot of pressure. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a ton of pressure. <laughs> Uh, but no, it was really cool to see even like Damian McKenzie play. I followed his career for a while. Obviously, it was an like an honor to see Bowden Barrett play because like the Barrett Bros are like such like very well known, mm-hmm. and so just to see one of the brothers like play was awesome. Uh, TJ Perinaro was just like again one of my favorite players, top tier. Like he performed well. Um, so yeah, like those. I was. I mean, I got to watch Artie Savea hand out water. <laughs> Good job, bro. <laughs> I, I was sad that I didn't get to see him play, but he did a great job at like giving out water to to the guys, yeah. and he did good. Like I think you know, I would say like he was coaching them along the way as well. That was a little snippet of a chat I have with my guest on this podcast today, Ainsley Broom. She is a Samoan woman living in Nashville, Tennessee. She writes the popular blog Sipping Coco, which you can find on the internet on Instagram. Give her a like and follow. But uh, yeah, she took a trip to watch the All Blacks and USA Eagles play last weekend. And I saw her, her stories and she was at the game. So I thought it would be cool to, to get her on this podcast and talk about her, her experience at the game. So yeah, it's coming up later on. Let's go. We're now listening to Empty Out the Clip. Hey, what's up, guys? So, the All Blacks are off on their five game Northern Hemisphere tour. They played USA last weekend, last Sunday, and they played Wales next this, this weekend. And then Italy, Ireland and France to finish off their 2021 season. Now, so the match against the USA Eagles. So that happened last Sunday morning, 8 o'clock New Zealand time. Or 9 o'clock New Zealand time. And that was a try fest. A try fest for the All Blacks. They racked up 104 points on the USA. who scored just two tries, 14 points. Um, the two tries though by the Eagles was the first time ever in the history of USA rugby that that's ever happened. So in terms of like progress for the sport rugby in the States... I think they can be proud of that. Bit of a consolation prize, but uh, it is one of those. The match was played at FedEx Field, which is a stadium that the Washington football team have their home games at. The Washington football team is formerly known as the Redskins. And that weekend they had a away game. They were over at Lambeau Field against the Green Bay Packers. But um, So I I set the alarm for 8 a.m. Sunday morning and turned on Sky Now. And I see Andy Ellis on the screen having an interview outside the stadium. Now, if you remember Andy Ellis, he was a halfback coming off the bench for the All Blacks between 2006 and 2011. He came on usually on for uh, Jimmy Cowan or, or Petey Weepu. He now plays for the Rugby United New York, um, a team that's in the MLR, the Major League Rugby competition in, in the States. So in this interview, they asked him about the game of rugby in the States and if it's growing since he was last there, blah, 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 blah. I like the part when he spoke about some Kiwi dude in the stadium with 6,000 6, meat pies uh, he's selling to fans. So that was pretty cool. He also touched on a bit of a, there was a bit of tailgating going on in the stadium car park, which was also cool. So anyway, coming into this match against the USA, you can be sure that it's never, ever, ever a case of the All Blacks will win. It's a case of how much they will win by, especially with a sleeping giant like USA. And, and it's funny because... You know, when when I turned on the TV, that was one of the the, the topics discussed with Andy Ellis, if the USA being a sleeping giant. Now, the term sleeping giant when it comes to American rugby is not a new term. I mean, that's been thrown around for quite a while now. And you wonder why it's still being thrown around, because obviously they are a giant, they haven't w- woken up yet. But it's always on the minds of everyone, because with all its resources that the United States have, they should, if they tap into it, they should, and and if they decide to go win all in on the sport of, of rugby, like get their sponsors on board and whatever, get their resources in, they could be a tier one powerhouse world rugby has ever seen. And that's the reason why, I mean, 
just for their resources alone and and if you look at their sports they have now like the major league baseball the nba the american football the nfl and you look at how much money and revenue that generates especially the ncaa the college sports over there in the states i mean we're talking billions of dollars it's a billion dollar industry and you know if the sport of rugby could tap into that billion dollar economy in american sports well anything can happen but uh i remember there was an article a while ago and i think i read it in the herald i might i might but i remember because it was after the all blacks played the usa last so they were in chicago they're in chicago when they last played the usa i remember reading this article that talked about the state of rugby in the united states so it's they said it was a game where a lot of people play but no one watches so like um touch rugby you know and sometimes everyone goes plays touch rugby but you might know it's not, it's not really on tv for anyone to watch but you know you you rather play touch rugby than than watch a touch rugby game on tv but uh, i think it's like that but do i think usa is a sleeping giant i think that it's got a lot of obstacles some of the obstacles the players themselves so i think if rugby was to kick off in america the biggest obstacle will be american football in the nfl because a lot of the skill sets needed to play rugby uh sort of like the same skill sets you need to play nfl so there'll be a direct competition there there'll be direct competition for players between those two codes um, not much for nba not much for basketball baseball and football because those three sports are completely different much like uh, how rugby union is competing with rugby league even though players don't you know not too many players quickly switch over back and forth unless you're suddenly Bill Williams or Wendell Saylor or Lolly Takiri but um yeah I think NFL will be a big big obstacle so anyway it's some background stuff of the USA team that played against All Blacks so it's pretty much uh USA's B team a lot of their players are stuck overseas in Europe on their club contracts um a couple of Samoan dudes are still stuck on their contracts that play for USA there's a prop uh David Ainu'u he's over in France and Joe Telfiti He's a hooker that's played in France also, so he he, he wasn't there. USA are coming off a loss against Uruguay, 34-15, which is, I read in the article in the papers over there that that was the, considered their worst loss ever in USA history. I think, I don't know if Uruguay is a, well, where's Uruguay in the in the world rankings, but I assume that they're, they're below USA, so getting beaten by a team with a world ranking below you is, yeah, it's pretty bad, so... So that happened. So, yeah, it's funny because New Zealand came off a loss too against South Africa. So, yeah, All Blacks, USA, two teams coming over losses playing each other. They had three debuts. So, a winger named Ryan James, who plays for LA. Fakosi Pifatelli, he's a prop, who plays for the San Diego Legion, whom I normally plays for. And I see that he's signed again for next year, 2022. Um, Chad Goff, he's a hooker, plays for the Utah Warriors. So, so, so good on those guys for for the debuts now there's you say assistant coach is a familiar name Stephen Brett now if you remember Stephen Brett he was he's came he's come from the he came from Crushers Boys High coming through the Canterbury rugby system played unstudied to um, Dan Carter and the, and the Crusaders and and because he wasn't going anywhere he moved up to um, Auckland and played for Auckland Blues for, for two years and didn't do anything there so so he he went off overseas off overseas and now he finds himself being a coach so he's a coach for atlanta the atlanta rugby team and now he's an assistant coach for for usa so so it's pretty cool seeing you know ex-players from new zealand you see them pop up here and there doing doing other things and uh, Stephen brett is one of them also i heard usa is bidding for to host uh a rugby world cup so they're bidding for the 2027 or the 2031 rwc's so for the blacks when I look at the All Blacks, when I watched the All Blacks, it's sort of like their third string team that Ian Foster put out there. 11 of the All Blacks actually flew off to Cardiff 24 hours before that game. So so because they're going to play Wales this weekend, probably give you hints of who Fuzzy will start in that game. So the 11 players were Brody Ritalik, Rico Iwani, David Havini, Nipo Lalala, Cody Taylor, Jerry Moody, Shannon Frizzell, Ethan Blackadder, Ofa Tungafasi, Akira Yuani and Jordy Barrett. So it's a good chance a lot of those names will be and you know this is sort of like the A team, so a lot of those names will be um facing Wales th- this weekend. So so right now I have the pleasure to catch up with with someone that, that's been on this podcast before, Ainsley Broom. Now if you go back a couple of episodes, she came on with 
with Lani Tuitasi to talk about shows on HBO. I think it was HBO. And we did a review on, on, on that. So she's back again because I saw her snaps or stories on social media and she was at the game. Um, she made the trip over from when she lives in, in Nashville, Tennessee to to Washington to, to watch the All Blacks and the, and the Eagles play. So, yeah, man, I, I got in contact with her to jump on the podcast and just tell me about her experience, her um, trip and the game itself. So, yeah, it was pretty cool to, to connect with, with Ainsley about the game. So that's my chat with her right now. Hope you enjoy it. All right, guys, I got Ainsley Broom here in the house. She writes the most critically acclaimed uh, blog on the internet right now. It's called um, Sip and Cocoa. So. I don't know if it's critically okay claimed, but it's something. <laughs> yeah. Your video went in from um, Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. How's how's the weather over there? It is cold. I have my tur- today was the first day I turned on my heater, so it is starting okay. to get really cold out here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now it's been, yeah, it's 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 spring over here, so we're looking forward to the summertime. Oh, so I bet. Hopefully. I but I it's still being cold though. Oh, yeah. I hate that for y'all. We're a little bit more. I've been talking to a lot of uh, family overseas, and they're just like, I just don't understand, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I just live in the States. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet. So um, you're here today to give me some insight on the All Blacks and Eagles game. So the All Blacks played the USA team mm-hmm. um, Sunday. Our Sunday? It's y'all Sunday. Your... It was Saturday here. Yeah. Yep, Sunday morning. I remember because that's... I don't remember, but I had to wake up early, 8 o'clock, yep. 9 o'clock a.m. It came on, but yeah, man, like, you it's her? cool to, <laughs> 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 but, but you know, it's cool that I can connect with you, being yeah. uh, a Samoan that's living over there in the States, who is a rugby fan, mm-hmm. and an All Blacks fan, so yep. I just want um, to start with, um, how did you become an All Blacks fan, um, Ainsley? So... My dad is from New Zealand, and so, like, I feel like as kind of a de- – because my dad's not really into sports, though. Um, so, but as, like, a default, um, just was always an All Blacks fan. I think as a kid, I grew up seeing, like, the haka being performed um, by the All Blacks um, through um, – just through, like, social media or something like that and, like, just hearing about it all the time. Uh, and so, like, I remember even in high school – um, yeah, I think it was high school. I started to slowly just become more aware about my, the culture, about rugby. Uh, and so I would, um, so I like told my dad, I love the all blacks, blah, 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 blah. And so he like for Christmas bought my sister and I, uh, rugby like jerseys. I should have, it's actually in my closet. I should have brought it so I could show it. Um, but yeah, like brought me like long sleeve like rugby jerseys, and um, ever since then, kind of just been a fan of the of the team. Uh, always supported it, and um, have slowly more and more become uh, aware and like ca- trying to catch games when I can. Because like obviously, like you said, you had to wake up at eight a.m. to watch it. It was three p.m. over here, um, and so yeah, like uh, when the World Cup was going on. Um, I think so. I first, I actually first started the blog because of rugby. Um, it was because of rugby that, because of rugby, because of a lot of other things, but mainly like at the starting point, it was because of rugby that I started the blog. Because, um, I'll just briefly t- touch on this. Uh, because I there was just there's a lot of things that happen uh, systematically in rugby that I was like, hmm. Well, it doesn't seem fair that our boys have to go through that. Or why is the commentator really just commenting on his hair and not how he's playing? And it was always interesting to see, or when you listen, to hear how European commentators, when there's not a Pacifica person in the room, how they commentate a game versus when there's a Pacifica person in the room. And ever since then, I've kind of tried to talk more about there needs to be more Pacifica people at the table because we have literally changed the game. It is not the same as when they brought it to our islands. Has literally changed because we've been changing the game. So are you sure it was that, and not because they were wearing short shorts and the men wearing short shorts? And because I know you're over I there, I know I know you Americans are used to NFL. Because I know you Americans uh, are used to American football, and they wear the you know they wear the longs, they got the helmets on and little pads and everything. I'm they they covered up. Yeah, they, I mean <laughs> they're still tight. Like they're still tight. They may be long, but they're still tight. But hold up. Oh, I can't believe I'm exposing myself like this. But, you know, if you're a rugby player out there and you're single 
and we'll check the we'll check what village we're from if you're from Samoa. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like, I can't help. Like, I got some good warm up photos. You know, like they're just warming up. They're just warm up photos. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, the game was great, y'all. I promise, I watched the game. Yeah. But yeah, I can't can't help but notice like the great physiques. You know. <laughs> no, no, that's cool. That's cool. So you heard about um the the Orbeck tour? So they were going to stop over in the states mm-hmm. to play you guys. Um, yeah. So, I, did you just luckily, plan straight away that I'm gonna go see this game? How how did that all play out? So I I luckily because I'm on TikTok half the time. Um, I was just going through TikTok and I follow the All Blacks, and it was a video that popped up and it was said um, haven't been to the states in I don't know how long, and they're like can't wait to play uh, on Saturday October 23rd, and I was like hold up when is this happening and so like i looked it up and they were like uh 1874 cup is happening we're coming to the stage first time in a long time and i was like oh my god so i like looked at my sister i said do you want to go to a game it's a rugby game and she goes where i said in maryland landover maryland like it's just a 10-hour drive we'll make it we can drive whatever and she was like i guess so and so then she looked up how far it was from one of her best friends, uh, her college roommate who lives in that area. And she was like, oh, we can stay with them and then we can go to the game and all of us can go and enjoy the game. And what was great was that like me being an All Blacks fan, uh, my sister being, you know, kind of an All Blacks fan as well, getting to take some of our friends to come see it. They've never seen, rug- some of them have seen a little bit of rugby, but you know, it was kind of their first rugby experience. Um, and I, yeah, it was just, it was, it was awesome. So that ten-hour trip, man, that must have been—is that a trip you've you've taken before, like cross country like that? So we actually—I'm used to be uh, well, uh, I guess because I say well trained and making those long trips because uh, my uh, we have like friends and family that live in Texas. My sister also lived in Texas and went to school there, um, and from Arkansas, um, where I'm originally from, um, we, we could drive from. Uh, our home all the way down to Texas for, and it was a 10 hour trip. And that trip, you know, it's not, it wasn't so bad. It's more of a straight drive, you know, but from Nashville to um, Maryland or to Arlington where we stayed, uh, it's kind of a curvy mountainous drive. Uh, So it was a little scary at night. um, And then was getting a little tired too, uh, coming back Sunday. So today I'm surviving on coffee and two energy drinks. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. So, yeah. So on this podcast, I've, I've always said that, you know, I'm a big fan of American sports because I love the sports culture. Mm-hmm. Over there. I think the sports culture in America is, man, it's, I'm, I'm jealous. I'm jealous because we don't, we don't wild. have that sort of culture here to that. Because ex- to me, that's extreme. And that's all the tribalism you guys have and, mm-hmm. you know, all the support and all everything. That's, man, that's, man, I'm, I'm so jealous. So. So when I saw yeah. the the footage of the game in the morning, like they had like a, a pre-game sort of um, a build up to it. Mm-hmm. They had one of our ex All Blacks who is playing rugby in the States right now, um, Andy Ellis. Now he was there giving an interview outside the stadium. And then he was, he, oh, yeah, okay. and he was referring to the, there was a little bit of tailgating going on outside the stadium. So, yeah. so when you, mm-hmm. and, and tailgating, yeah. like this is something we don't, we don't have over here or we, we you know, cause it's, if we had tailgating here, there'll be a lot of arrests and things like that, and you know. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, there's probably a few arrests that happen. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. But um, yeah, just and he was talking about like how there's a there are a lot of Kiwis there. He said. Um. So so when you guys showed yeah. up to the stadium. So yeah, we we um so we woke up that morning. Um. Of course, I'm like anticipating. I'm like, we gotta get there soon. If I miss the haka. I, I will die. Like, I will literally just, I will be in my seat just crying. And they're going to be like, why is this girl crying? And I'm like, you don't understand. Uh, and so we get up, we go and eat, um, have like a brunch. So and I know my friends were like, do you want another drink? And I was like, no, I have to be sober for this game. I'm going to like lock in all of these memories. I have to be sober. So I just only had a few mimosas. Um, and we got, we ate. And then we go back to the apartment and get ready um of course i had already woken up and gotten ready because i'm one of those people that if i have an event 
I'm up. I'm getting ready two or three hours ahead of time. I don't care if there's in-between events. Like, I'm going to be ready to roll. So, like, it hit about, about uh, 145-ish. And I was like, hey, like, can we get going? Because I'm sure there's going to be traffic. There was a U.S. Um, – there was a Army and Navy game, rugby game, before this game, actually. And I didn't realize that that was happening. Um, and so like it was getting close and I, the, my ticket had said 3 PM and it was, uh, the GPS told us that we would get there around 2:48 PM. And I was like, trying to be chill. Hmm. I was like, I know I'm not the one driving and I know I'm here as a guest, but this is the only reason why we came. And I think my sister knew that I was like a dying inside that we were not going to get there on time. So we arrived to the stadium we luckily got there at 2.48. I had already bought parking the, the night before. I was like, we're not messing with parking. I'm going to buy it now. Uh, bought parking. It was close to the stadium. We walked really fast, and then they stopped us. They said, your bags your bags can't go in, but there's, like, lockers right over, over here. I was like, oh, my God. Hmm. We're going to get stopped. And this thing says 3, but I know there's a schedule that says 3.30. I don't know what time it is going to be at. And I don't – I've never been to an All Blacks game, so I don't know what time – like. Like, you know, at, you know, American sports, like you have your pre warm up. And I'm sure, I don't know if this is all sports, but I know like for basketball, cause I've been to a lot of NBA games, there's your pre warm up and they go back to the locker room and then they have like the, the big run outs, like the big, like, you know, mm-hmm. lights are going to turn down, spotlights, big run out. And then they do the regular warm up and then they do like the calling of the players. So I'm like, I, Never mm. been to a rugby game. This is in the States. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I just know I should have gotten here at 2.30 so that I could have just chilled and been fine. So yeah. instead, because I was like, I don't even know where we parked on this side of the I've never been to the stadium. Uh, and so we uh, finally ended up getting a locker. I transferred tickets over because at first we were going to put the bags in the car. Then we decided not to. And so anyways, it was very chaotic. <laughs> and so... We finally get in. Her tickets aren't loading that I transferred to my, my sister's friend, or she's my friend as well, to my friend. And I was like, oh, my God. And my sister goes, just take the phone. You already have one ticket. She's like, take my phone because we're going to have to use yours. I was like, okay. If I had gone to my right, I would have been right at my seating. But I didn't know that. So I took a left. As I take a left, I notice my seat is across the stadium. And so I take off running. Like, I'm running like a mad woman. And I stop in the section where you can, like, see, like, the whole, like, uh, you can see the whole stadium. And I'm like, does anybody know if they're side of the hurricane? Does anybody, does anybody know what's going on? And there was this one Islander guy who I could, the only reason why I could safely, this is the one time that I could safely assume that someone was either Samoan or Tongan or some sort of Islander because he was brown and he had a Pacifica tattoo. That is the only time that I'm ever going to safely assume that that person knows what's going on. And they had an all blacks jersey on. Mm-hmm. So I said, hi, are you someone? Which, you know, like y'all have to realize, I grew up in Arkansas, no Islanders. I live in Nashville, hardly any Islanders. So like to me, seeing an Islander and getting to connect with them is a huge deal. Like I'm like, oh my God, like I'm freaking out as if they're a famous person. But that's just because the connection. And I don't know if, any of y'all get like under like i don't know if it's understandable but like around here like when you meet an islander kind of like in the wild it's kind of just like this relief and this like oh my god there's another person here that understands me um homeboy kind of looked at me like i was crazy um because he was like well yeah i am someone what are you like what do you think i and i'm like you don't understand dude i'm from nashville seeing like seeing another one of our people in the wild does not happen all the time um, but he had actually flown in from Denver. So that was very interesting okay, to hear yep. that somebody came from Denver across. So like Denver's over here and Washington's over here, just for those that don't know. So they like literally flew cross country. Uh, but he was like, he had like, I think he sounded like he was from New Zealand and he was like, oh yeah, no, they haven't done the hockey. Yet. I was like, okay, thank you. So then I just sprint again. Like I sprinted and y'all I've had knee surgery. I was amazed at how well I could like stop and like go and like, I was like, like adrenaline was on a high because I couldn't miss that haka. My sister finally found me, and she, I was like, "Have they started the haka?" She's like, "It's fine, it's fine. They haven't started anything yet." I was like, "Okay." And so we finally get to my seat, 
And we're second row um, behind the goal post, essentially. Mm. Uh, and so we actually sit at the end where the All Blacks would be scoring first before they switch sides. <clears throat> yep, yep. And so okay. uh, it was just really neat because, like, the All Blacks were literally warming up right in front of us. Uh, I was freaking out. I saw my favorite players, like people that I was excited to see, people that I follow on social media and keep up with them. Uh, and like I did my little TikTok that I had. Um, like literally, I did. There's a TikTok like trend where you start like whenever, like maybe six months out, whatever. I started mine like two months out, like going like I was chi hooing. And so like when I finally got to the end, like in the stadium, I got to finish my chi hoo with the All Blacks behind me. And so, like, nice. I literally was a crazy woman beforehand, but got to enjoy myself afterwards. I've never seen so many Islanders at a game, <clears throat> mm. like, in person. And, like, you had, like, Fijian flag, you had the Tongan flag, you had uh, a New Zealand flag, you had a Maori flag. Um, I hate, I like, kick myself for not bringing my Samoan flag, but I forgot it. Because I would have been the only Samoan <laughs> flag, but I bet you, I like I made sure to chihu as loud as I possibly could, um, and you know you heard other chihus throughout the stadium. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna get that here in the states a whole lot. Like at least where I'm from, you're not gonna go to like an NFL Titans game and go chihoo and like hear somebody <laughs> like respond back. But like here in the set, like for one time, like I got to experience myself going. At a major game, and somebody else was going to respond back to it, and mm-hmm. like there, it was it was just phenomenal. Nice, nice. From from your from where you were on the stands, and you could see everyone. How do you think um, was the support? 50, was it fifty fifty USA All Blacks, or was it more All Blacks um, or USA? I would say here's the thing. I would say it may have been 50-50. I was mainly on the New Zealand section. Um, but I would say it was, it could have been, it may have been like more like uh, 70-30 if anything. But, you know, for us, for those of us in the United States, like, though everybody was an All Blacks fan that day. Like, yeah. everybody, everybody was ready to see the All Blacks play. Everybody was an All Blacks fan. But they, you know, those who are hardcore USA fans on a regular schmegular day, were there supporting the U.S., but every, like, everybody was excited for the Hakka. Like, you, you know, when you when the Hakka happened, I appreciated how, like, the stadium announced saying, please be respectful as the All Blacks do the Hakka. Um, they also honored um, uh, Sean. Sean Wainui, yep. Yep, they honored him right beforehand, which made me tear up a little bit because of how – you know, that's just so, I just love that. I just love that about rugby because I know it's not just like an all blacks, you know, if someone passes from the all black, it's literally all the teams respect each other so much because of that. Um, so that was great. So, but they were like, please be respectful as we honor Sean. And as we um, receive the Hakka, you could tell the U S team was like psyched to, to receive it as well. And everybody was pretty silent. Pretty, I mean, for the most part, there pe- most people were silent. It's not like when mm-hmm. you go to, I'm going to call the team out. It's not like when you go to a Scotland game, to a Wales game, or an Irish game, mm-hmm. and people aren't respectful. Um, everybody at the U.S. in the U.S. stadium, very mm-hmm. respectful of the Hakka. And as soon as it was done, I mean, such a loud applause and like so excited to see that. So yeah, I was. It was great. It's funny you mentioned. Um the chehus in the stadium because it's funny because on the, on the chat of on one with, with with my friends like we we're talking about you know, doing naka you could actually hear them you can hear the crowd mm-hmm. chehuing yeah. in the crowd and and yeah. and someone in the chat said oh look at all the hummels that are in the stadium right now you know like and i don't yeah. think if i remember i could remember chehus happening during the haka I can't remember a time, another time like that. So I thought that was yeah, pretty cool. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, I think, you know, for those of us that know, like, I know that Chihus are, are mainly like a Samoan thing. It mm-hmm. does, everybody does it though. Um, but you know, like it's, it, it's funny because like the Chihus are just like, we're here. Like the, to yeah, me, it was yeah, just like, yeah. we are here. We are here to support you. 
Like I, I tried to not chihu during the the haka just because I knew that if I chihu during the haka, it's just giving somebody who doesn't understand the culture permission to yell. You know what I mean? And I don't want that like stigma or that standard to be like passed around because for us Islanders, we know that that's a sign of respect or a sign of like yeah, like so much pride. But to somebody else, they're like, oh, they're yelling, and I'm like, yeah, but you don't get it, bro. Like that's not <laughs> like that's not your place. And so it's it was also funny because like at one point they were all going USA 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 and like a guy in front of me he was some Balangi kid and he was just like he's from New Zealand actually working in Canada and he came down for the game and he said he was like ah oh. and so like for me I was like New Zealand New Zealand <laughs> and he was like yeah that's just not gonna get started I said like, well we could just get all the Islanders to Chihu during yeah. it and he goes. You know what? That's right. He was like, "That's right." I was like, "This," and I was like, "You know, this Balangi boy, he knows what's going on." <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've heard that chant in New New Zealand either. So <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't ring off like the USA. US, like... Yeah, it doesn't. It, yeah, it yeah, doesn't it's... come off as well. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, the haka, the haka. You know, it's um cool to see it in person. I know. Yeah. Um, and for you, it must it be. It was phenomenal, mm. and like TJ uh, and I, Perinara. I hate that I, can't, yeah. I haven't said it. Perinara, he uh, he was the one that led it, and I like had told my friends beforehand. I was like, I just need him to be the one that leads this, please. <laughs> like let him lead this, because like I, w- one of my favorite hawkers to watch on YouTube is one of the ones that he's led. Like I love sharing that on my TikTok. I love sharing that to anybody that asks me, you know, what is your like, what is the hawk? I said, oh, well, let me show you, because like TJ Perinara so much pride in his culture and he goes like he's just like (sighs) like he just has like all the pride and i just was like i need him to do it and if he doesn't i might just die okay (laughs) (laughs) but he was the one that did it they're like and i saw it i was like (sighs) i looked at my friends i was like you don't know what you're you don't know what you're witnessing right now so (laughs) yeah so um yeah after the hacker the game starts twenty nine seconds later all oh black scored the first try. Right? I mean, uh, how many drinks have you had by, by that time? How many drinks have none. you had? Listen, I oh, like okay. when I said <laughs> I was gonna be sober for this game. None. I waited till like halftime to like allow myself to go get uh to go get a drink because I was like I cannot I can't miss any of this. Like I have to be able <laughs> to remember everything that's happening. I I don't want to like just get su- stupid drunk and like something happened and I, I don't remember and someone be like remember when that happened I'm like no no <laughs> like so I definitely wanted to keep that as a memory yeah yeah how could you because like um there's so many tries scored by the All Blacks um I think there was a <laughs> try a minute or something like that but nah, nah it was like I you know I wonder if it was a record for them you know like what is the record for the All Blacks like when the game starts to like do a try I, oh, I think it's less than twenty nine seconds. I think it's from really? kickoff, and I think it's South Africa. I'm not too sure. I have to check that up. But I think it's yeah. I think it's less than twenty nine seconds. Um, There's a pro for the US team. At least you guys didn't do what the the South African team did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm from South Africa. I have to check that. But um, you know, one thing that will, that happened for the USA team was that the, that was their first try scored against the All Blacks that day. Oh, ever? Ever. Wow. Yeah. So okay. That was a big achievement, I guess. A consolation. <laughs> they actually scored two so. tries. They actually they scored did. two tries on them. So two yeah. better than one, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, man, it, like it... Oh god. But yeah, like during the game, like obviously, you know, jumping up and down and all that, but how 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 was that experience like um have you had that sort of experience before at a game? Like, whether it be an NBA game or, you know, a college game. Um, Just to be, like, super excited? Yeah, like, that that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, um, I got to see, I think it was the Spurs. I'm pretty sure it was the Spurs playoff game a few years ago for NBA. And so, like, that was really, it was a fun experience because uh, it was a playoff game against the Grizzlies. And I was, like, one of the few Spurs fans standing in the stadium. And so, like, getting to, like, literally just talk, talk smack with everybody else about the game, it was great. I, I don't think 
from what I can remember, I don't think I was probably as psyched to see a team play as I was the All Blacks. So this mm. is probably like top tier, like <laughs> like in terms of sports, like yeah. all of all the different games I've seen. Like this was like this has been number one top experience just because like to me it like connected culture it connected fandom it connected pride like there was just so many things that it checked off like as just like a like Pacifica person in general like just being able to see that like athletic like the like I've never gone to an NFL game so I can't talk on that I've been to like a soccer game and I've been to um, basketball but like. The athleticism and, like, the tenacity to me of, like, the All Blacks team, like, the way that, like, they just anticipated moves happening, but just, like, the, like, quickness that they were able to just anticipate everything, I I don't know. It was just, like, pretty rad. Mm. Yeah, because I was thinking, like, um, as you were were watching the game, was there, because you said before that you you followed some of the players, All Blacks players, Um, Mm -hmm. so... Some of the players that you recognize on the field, like, was there a player that that you felt like, oh man, this guy is really good? Like, I haven't seen this guy before. Or, was there was there uh, a, a player that stood stood out for you? So um, I didn't know about Will. I think it's Will Jordan. Okay. Will Jordan. Yeah. Will, Will Jordan. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I didn't really like. Like I didn't like. He wasn't one of the ones that I like follow. Um, but he was like on the on the on the ball about that. Um, Richie Mwanga. Like, he being, like, the amount of, like, kick goals he had to do, like, one after the other, and still be able to, like, because that's a lot of pressure. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a ton of pressure. <laughs> uh, but, no, it was really cool to see even, like, Damian McKenzie play. I followed his career for a while. Obviously, it was, an like, an honor to see Bowden Barrett play, because, like, the Barrett bros are, like, such, like, very well known. Mm. And so just to see one of the brothers, like, play was awesome. Uh, TJ Perinaro was just like again one of my favorite players, top tier. Like he performed well. Um, so yeah, like those. I was. I mean, I got to watch Artie Savea hand out water. <laughs> Good job, bro. <laughs> I, I was sad that I didn't get to see him play, but he did a great job at like giving out water to to the guys, yeah. and he did good. Like I think you know, I would say like he was coaching them along the way as well. Mm. Yeah, most of the Pacific Islanders and the team weren't actually in the States at that time. They they went ahead over to Wales because that's who they're going to play next um, this weekend. So yeah. I think, nine, I figured I think the... 11 of them had to go, had to leave, um, mm. have to go ahead to go to Wales. But um, so the All Blacks team that you saw that day was uh, sort of like a third string team or, or the fringe type of players? which is pretty yeah, good a for feeling. a team perspective you want to blood these guys in so you, you need you need mm-hmm. these guys because some of these guys as well hadn't played in a, in a real while just coming back from injury and stuff like that so gotcha. it was a good chance for them to play against the uh international side you know mm-hmm. to get them ready that's but, interesting because um, i hope to one day then see like the a team play because like, because <laughs> like B team did or C team did really well. Like C team, <laughs> like I mean they crushed. Like and like mm. they were still like very high athleticism, athletic guys, you know. And like to yep. me, like I was talking to my coworker because he also watches rugby, and he was just like, "Yeah, the US team is just not what it used to be." Mm. So I guess I would take him on his word for that. But because to be fair, the USA team that was their B team. Because they, they couldn't get their, their best players because they're still playing in Europe. Oh, I didn't for know. For the that. European clubs. Yeah, so it, it wasn't their, their A team either. So oh. they're, they're, they're missing quite a few players. But a couple of guys did stand out for the USA team, the halfback, um, Hossberger. He's, he's the one that scored the first try. He's the number oh, one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. For yeah. the US. He's, and, and there was a Pacific Islander guy, number 13, the center, um, Tavite Lopetti. He, he had a good game. Okay. I don't know the US. the U.S. team as well as I know. <laughs> well, I know, uh, I do know, like, I follow, I think, AJ, I want to say his last name is McGinty. That's probably the one U.S. player that I do watch. And there's a Corey something. I can't mm. remember their name, like, his name. But those are, like, the two players that I know of. But that's from, like, me watching U.S. rugby 
during the Olympics like years ago, and they still happen to be playing for the U.S. rugby team now. Hmm. And I know like uh, David, <laughs> is it Danny Tui, is it David Tuatasi who plays for the U.S. team? He's a, or Danny, Danny, Danny uh, Tusitala. Yeah. He plays for the, the U.S. team at one point. Or is it Old Glory that he plays for? So uh, do, 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 do you follow the do you follow the MLA that's in the states? That's the um, Major League Rugby competition. Oh, that's that probably who he plays for. Yeah, um, a little bit. Um, mm. I had somebody I knew who played for the Austin team. I think it's Austin. I think it's MLR. But there was a guy who I knew who came from uh, the Samoan uh, Samoans team. Uh, and then came to Austin to play, but he doesn't play there anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. It's a yeah. it's a Potu Liavasa. You can play oh, okay. for like the sevens or fifteens. If there's is there fifteens? I'm still learning rugby, y'all. Like, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many layers. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. So you've been to a sevens game when when the sevens circuit was happening there. I think they had the games in San Diego. So they had the San no, Diego I sevens. So the, the the atmosphere at the stadium when you where you were at that kind of reminded me of a of the of the of of the sevens, which is pretty cool. But um, yeah. yeah. So obviously it was a it was a high score at the end there. So <laughs> right. Listen, by the time they were hitting like ninety, I think it was like uh, I think it was like ninety-seven points. I can't remember the exact score at the time was like 90 something they had like maybe a few seconds left in the game i was like can we just at least hit 100 please <laughs> and we did yeah so yeah, that we did. was like really great yeah we did in overtime so did you hang around after the game to try to get some photos in because i saw on your snaps i think i saw on your stories you had a couple of photos there yes i did uh because i we were luckily second row so we were able to like move to the front um and so like you know, uh, it was so I, I didn't know they did this. I didn't know they just walked around and like took photos. Like I thought it was just like one section that they would do that with. Um, but like most of the New Zealand guys were not allowed to like come and take your phone and do a selfie with you. Um, like I had a couple of Islander guys who were like, I'm sorry, I can't. And I was like, well, just stand there, just stand there and I'll, t I'll do it. And so like, <laughs> luckily there was a couple of uh, Islander guys. I was like, just, just stand there. Just stand there, and I'll, I'll take the selfie. And they were very nice and just did like a thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, there was two Islander uh, guys uh, from the U.S. team that did take the phones because, like, here we're a little bit more lax. And I understand like the New Zealand team um, not being able to really like hold phones being close because I know New Zealand's rules are a little bit more uh, are stricter than here in the states uh and so yeah i you know one thing that i did notice with like the i think they're well one of them is obviously tongan because he had tonga uh tattooed across his belly <laughs> um so uh from the u.s team um so like what i noticed about them what was really interesting which is something that like i never thought i would like appreciate um was that you know there was a lot of like falling girls okay and like i have like you know it is what it is but there was also like islander girls that were like standing you know wanting to get pictures with the guys and what i appreciated with those two boys or guys they're men they're not boys uh with these two men was that they literally they first went to the there's like a tiny section of tongan um people they had like the tongan flag they gave the guys lays um what i appreciated is that they stopped and talked to them and then they just went only to islanders and I know some people want to be like, that's discrimination, <laughs> that's, like, bias, whatever. But I'm like, you know what? This is our space. So, like, if they're biased, I'm so here for it. I really appreciated it. Because, like, I had, like, five following girls on either side of me. And they came and talked to me. And I was just like, you know, like, that, like, in the grand scope of things, that sometimes just doesn't happen. And so, like, to kind of, like, have that, like, pride and be, like, my people first. Mm. Um I really appreciated that from them. And so 
I'm not really sure which players they are, but I'm going. I will be doing my research when I finally catch up on my sleep, <laughs> and I will probably be following the U.S. men's team a lot mm. more because, you know, they didn't score as much, and the B team mm, probably needs to step up their game a little bit. Um, but they still did a mm. good job, and I like you know I think it's I think it's I think it's very admirable. One thing I always admire is Islander men who play not on well. I appreciate Islander men who are who play against like the All Blacks and like still have like the drive, you know? Because I feel like sometimes that's like intimidating, being like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being weird about it. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I was gonna say. Um, oh yeah. So you know, as a, as a, as a rugby fan, like I know I know rugby mm-hmm. isn't popular that popular in the USA, but you know, as a fan yourself, what what would you want to see like in terms of rugby being exposed more in states where you live because there's always talk of USA being yeah. a sleeping giant now now that that term sleeping giant you know we know what that means like it just needs something a catalyst to get USA over the edge and they're going to dominate I think they rugby, need people that you know so they need to have there needs to be more coaches out here that know what they're doing. I think you find a lot of Kiwi coaches because the assistant coach for the USA team, he's a, he's a Kiwi. He he used to play for the Auckland Blues. Oh. He's from Christchurch. His name's Stephen Brett. He played in Christchurch. He played for the Crusaders. He was he was he was understudied to to, to Dan Carter, so he couldn't get the top spot because of Dan Carter, because Dan Carter was there. You know Dan Carter, eh? right? But has he? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. know who Dan Carter is. Of course, I know who Dan Carter <clears> is. <throat> like he was a really <clears throat> great player. And he's super attractive, <laughs> but that's besides the point. No, I mean, let's bring Sonny oh, B. Okay. Williams, because that's who I would like. Because here's the thing: like, this is this his first coaching gig? Uh, Stephen Britt, the U.S. Men's yeah, Stephen Britt. Yeah. Um, he, I think he coaches um at Atlanta, the Atlanta MLR team. He's assistant coach for the Atlanta team, and at, at, but the, that, and they got him my, to be a coach for USA. But that's my yeah. thing, like assistant. But that's the thing, like. Those there are those who can play and coach, but there are those mm. who can only play. You know, and I think I think maybe they need somebody that knows how to actually coach well. Um, at least to me, that's how it is. Because like you can play well, but unless you can actually teach somebody the same skills that you're able to do, or if you're able to, if you can't connect with the people that you're coaching, then you can only play mm. well. Does that make sense? And I think that like somehow. Like, if you play for the Blues team, why are we not seeing the speed that New Zealand All Blacks have? Because, they, like, the guys that are on the field, they're just as athletic as athletic to the All Blacks, or they can be just as athletic. Like, those guys, I feel like, have the same tools and equipment if they wanted to. So what do what are the All Blacks doing that that's, not, that's being missed here in the U.S.? Or just, like, in any other, like, mm-hmm. Wales, Ireland, you know? I think to tip the scale is, is is the Polynesian DNA. I think that tips the scales a little bit. So well, and that's yeah. Well, and, and football is like prime here, mm. and like guys are are being recruited for football. But I don't think like the Islander community is like. I think like in Utah, so like in Utah and Colorado and California, it might be more so. But where I'm from. Mm-mm. Like we're shipping in. Like I'm from uh, Jonesboro. Ar- like I'm from the area of Jonesboro, Arkansas. And I don't know if you guys have heard of like the Red Wolves, um, that's a college team or u- university team that's well known here in the states in the rugby world because they, they they've done well at the university level. Um, but they're bringing in guys from like South Africa and Australia, but they're not Islander guys. There's like maybe one or two, but they're all like Balangi boys. Yeah, in their um, rugby league is a good example for for tough sort of fast. Balangi boys, you know, during the late nineties, <laughs> early two thousands. I mean, it's a different. If you look at NRL now, it's totally different. There's a whole lot of Polynesians there now. The Pacific Islanders. I think, yeah. I think it's like seventy percent or sixty percent Islanders now in the, in the NRL. But but in, in the nineties, when it was just like um, m- mostly Balangis there, there were the tough ones and the fast ones too. So maybe it's that yeah. um, Viking DNA or something. I don't know. <laughs> It could yeah. be. It really could be. Like, you know, I've learned a lot about, like, the not a whole lot, but, like, seeing how, like, the Viking culture has kind of, like, 
there's some similarities between the Viking culture and the Polynesian or Basavika culture, you know? Um, and so like, it's just, I think here in the States, it's like getting, getting kids interested in it first mm. off. Cause I don't think some people even know what it is. Um, actually having the, like the teams formed because like here, like in Nashville, I don't even know if there's like peewee games, like what we call for kids game, you know, it's not like soccer where like even soccer here is kind of like not as it's NFL and baseball and basketball. Mm. Like those are the top three sports that are played and well known here. Um, and I think also those I three games soccer... you mentioned are totally different sports. You know, um, if mm-hmm. if you bring in if you bring rugby in, there's attributes in rugby that you use for NFL and, and vice versa. So you might yeah. see a more of a conflict there mm-hmm. between those two sports in the in, in the United States. You know, and if and if you get a player like um, Derek Henry, who's number one running back in the USA right now, um, and he chooses <laughs> yeah. to to play rugby just because. Then you know there's going to be a lot of uh, arguments going on and um, and money thrown around, so it might be a direct co- conflict there. Yeah, mm. yeah, that is a good point. Is that like NFL brings in the money for the for the companies, and so uh, what is rugby going to bring like monetary wise? You know, uh, and so what what I find interesting is um, you know AIG sponsors the All Blacks, uh, yeah. the All Blacks. But that's an insurance company here in America. That's like America General. And so, like, it, I just find it funny that that's how they just decided to, like, diversify, like, what they're invested in or what they mm. sponsor. So, like, I'm thinking, you know, if you can get, like, the companies to, like, big companies like AIG to sponsor rugby, that's when it's a game changer. Because then you're going to have, like, you're going to have, like, things like the Super Bowl happen. You're going to have... Um, you know, more interest in rugby teams than you would football teams. So, like, yeah, it's all—it's literally all about where where's the money yeah. going. Yeah. So hopefully, um, the sport will grow over there in Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, I would love to have a rugby team here. Like, we we have like a—I don't even know what you want to call it. Like, it's a it's a league. I don't know if it's like an actual like team i really don't think it is but um and if anybody watches this from tennessee like let me know (laughs) um but you know like they're just called like the grizzlies or something and it's more or less for um like it's just a men's league or something like that so i don't know uh but yeah hopefully it it will end it around here sometime because we've got in nashville we have football minor league baseball and now a national soccer league oh nice cool sweet yeah hey Ainsley thanks for jumping on the podcast to talk about your experience I really had fun yeah it's really cool to um, man I'm so glad I connected with you and you went to the game so I can get a perspective a fan's perspective you know that's pretty cool thank you for jumping on yeah yeah thank you for having me I love talking about (laughs) rugby so